Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 33 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Tonight, we have Black Ops 4 sales, back up to Call of Duty's normal expectations. Medieval PS4 news is coming in the next couple of weeks. That sounds like an announcement of an announcement. Uh, Valve games are coming to Xbox One backwards compatibility, including Portal, Half-Life, and Left 4 Dead. And Rockstar is officially, it's less than one week now, five days, four days. Four days away from uh, two whole Blu-rays worth of Red Dead Redempting. That or somebody leaks it early. One of two things will happen. I saw there's a spoiler thread on Reset already. They can go to hell. Oh, why do people do this? Because they live for spoilers. What's I mean, the whole there, point, though? There's a spoiler thread on Avengers 4, so... I'm guessing that one's not out yet. It is not out yet, but ah. apparently somebody in the production crew knows details and... And is leaking them. Yep, they did that. Why with, do people do that? They did that with Infinity War, and apparently the guy was... Pretty he was accurate? Yeah. I don't understand it. Is it just to take joy from people? Uh, some people, like at my job, they just sit there and they'll, like, they don't care. They'll still watch it and enjoy it. We talk about movies and meetings and stuff, but it's always with the context of, you know, hey, have you seen this? Mm-hmm. I just checked out this film, you know. A little bit of a backstory, but everybody always checks around before it's some kind of major story plot or anything gets unveiled. So nobody's uh, spoiled uh, episode 7 for you yet? Mm-mm. I have no clue what happens. Well done. Or eight. Nope. Good. Or nine. Me and you, me and you don't know nine either. Somebody so. out there probably knows nine. They're doing it now. Somebody knows. J.J. Abram knows. I think I know some of the plot points of seven, but no major anything. You'll get there eventually. They Only because all the marketing was out there, and there was a character that was in seven that was not in eight, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's that. I guess you had to write out the old people at some point. Mm. That's what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. One day I'll get around to watching Star Wars. Hey, this is a no podcast with two people. Myself and mm-hmm. Cesar Concepcion the second. What's other famous two people duos? Myself being Richard Bergman. Um, Brian Clyde. Told you I'm in a row. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Mm, fuck. Those two guys from Appaloosa. What the What is that? <laughs> the movie Appaloosa. I don't know Ed Harris's character. And what the whole movie is Appaloosa? Appaloosa is a great ass western. It was like one of those uh, Ed Harris and Viggo Mortensen. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's when Viggo was doing all of his horse stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's the two of us, and this is episode thirty-three again for the uh, second time. We had this the better time. We literally had this recorded mm-hmm. Saturday, and it's full. 45 minutes of glory mm-hmm. and got a PC. It was 45 minutes, I think. No, I was more concerned about the glory, but continue. No, it was glorious. But this one will be better. It was a race for a reason. God smited the computer for mm-hmm. a particular purpose. This is the, as they would say, the darkest timeline. Uh, we got the blue screen, but now it's like that happy fucking Windows. It's a sad it's face. A, it's a sad it's face, a but sad it's. Sad face. Here's your QR code. Fucking Google it. Look it up. And yeah. I, was, I was trying to take a picture <laughs> of it. All my phone gave me was here's your QR code. Follow yeah. this. I'm like, no, I just wanted a blue screen in case there was a way we didn't get an episode out. But here we are, Monday night. You guys will have it up tonight. You'll be good to go. And we'll watch the Falcons lose. There's a potential. A listener, friend of the show, Joel, is actually at the game. He's a native New Yorker. He may be in his Eli Manning jersey. (laughs) I spotted another one of those guys earlier today. (laughs) Did y'all harass him in the streets? No, I mean, he was clear clear as day to give a fuck. Just walking in the sidewalk with a Eli Manning shirt. Nowhere near the stadium. He's like, he doesn't care who knows. He's a Giants fan. Two rings. This is true. They are in total. We thought our team was struggling. They're in total shambles. 
today, uh, unless today's the day they decide to um, pull their heads out their asses. So mm, they got more needs than we do. I think they got more issues. The problem is everybody else in the NFC South won, so we have to win just to keep pace. Mm-hmm. Like this could have been a this could have been a catch up game, yep. and it's not. The Eagles dropped the ball, and the Ravens dropped the ball. Yep. Thanks, guys. Dude, when I sent you that message that said 24-24, I saw them score and I changed the channel. I was like, here we go, overtime. And I went to go do something else. Then you sent me back, they blew it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? They lost in overtime? He, Justin Tucker has never missed an extra point. Mm-hmm. Off it goes. Crazy. It's the luck of breeze. Sports. All right, welcome to the Atlanta Sports Podcast. Yep. Yeah, we have one good team at the moment, and it's the Hawks, hopefully. Mm, Atlanta United's <laughs> killing it. We're looking up on, on the up and up. All of our teams are looking good. You might make me start watching basketball now. The guy can play, man. I watched the highlights. <laughs> he's he's hitting those throws. Like shots. from way back. <laughs> They're like not even defending him yet. He's just like, okay, I'll pull up. Woof. You hear that the smack in the neck. <laughs> Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Where's he from? Uh, Oklahoma. Sooners? Mm-hmm. That's where he played uh, college ball. A lot to look forward to in Atlanta sports. But we digress. This is not a sports podcast. Let's talk some games once again. Let's see if we can yeah. recreate the magic of the last episode. I don't know. we got a lot of sports in this magic so far. I prefer this, the little side tangent. Because mm-hmm. the news is just kind of newsy. I think we jump straight into Red Dead. Let's try to 100% create the last episode. Well, I man, I want to kind of add on to the whole Call of Duty because you saw the Soul Calibur numbers posted today too. So You can update with Soul Calibur numbers. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Let's go with Call of Duty. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 sales have been published for its first week. Published. First week, first three days, I think it was. I think it was three days when they dropped the numbers. Yeah. Because this is last week's news. But uh, I think I'm on the wrong Wi-Fi network. Uh, Black Ops 4 made over $500 million during its three-day launch weekend. Mm -hmm. That's half a billion dollars. Uh, Beating out Far Cry 5, which previously was the highest selling of the year, which kind of blew my mind. Yeah, what was that, like $300 million or something like that? Three ten. Yeah. Uh, Damn, my memory works for useless stuff. Yeah, you'll never forget that. <laughs> I'm sitting here like I can't remember. Uh, damn, I can't remember the date of the Vikings land in uh, New Finland. Eighty years from now, when you have no teeth at the nursing home, they're asking you what kind of Jello. You won't even be able to come with like orange or green or anything. You just ah, uh, Far Cry Five or three hundred million dollars. It's a weird weekend. <laughs> I remember that day like it was yesterday. <laughs> Somebody just walking away from me. <laughs> oh, those numbers are brought to you by Forbes.com. So Call of Duty, this is their largest digital sales at launch. And it sets a franchise record for most combined players, average hours per player, and total number of hours played on current-gen consoles. Mm-hmm. I think this is what, like their first big one in this current-gen, right? Because it always seemed like oh, there's yeah. a decline. It seemed like their numbers had peaked yeah. that last couple of games. Right? Over the last generation, yeah. Can't speak for Advanced Warfare. Maybe that one was big because that was the first, first. Not as big as this one, obviously, but yeah. this one's huge digital. Yeah. So that's that's where a lot of their numbers are coming from. Mm-hmm. I know I know three coworkers that picked it up. Mm-hmm. One got it physical, and the other two had it preloaded digital just because mm-hmm. it was on the it was on the storefront. They bought it like two weeks ahead of time. Preload didn't, didn't worry about it. It was ready to go as soon as they got home from work. Plus, it didn't help that the uh, physical had a fifty gig patch the first day. So you're basically buying one of your infamous text file discs. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, because I thought about it. I thought about when I buy it, I, would I buy it digitally? I mean, I probably get a cheaper physical, like you brought up. But I mean, I don't know, man. That's a multiplayer game. When was your When was your last day one Call of Duty purchase? Infinite Warfare. 
Because of the reviews of the single player campaign? Because um, I am a sucker for sci-fi, so... No and it ended up having a really good campaign. I enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't. Well, a lot of people didn't enjoy the multiplayer, so because they were getting tired of the the jetpacks, rocket, rocket packs, and shit, wall running. Because everybody seems to be pleased with this multiplayer because it doesn't have any of that. I think it has the weird hook shot from Zelda that slings you across the map. There's been a lot of people um, talking about it. Doesn't have a single player campaign, mm-hmm. but it does have tutorial type missions that are that have some story built into them. And I hear those praised. So there's a little bit of that story twist to it. Not quite like Titan. Remember how Titanfall 1's story was? It's like baked into the multiplayer. Yeah. It's Titanfall 2 is such a great game. You think we'll get another Titanfall? Yeah, we'll have to. Mm, the the pillars are, are there. I mean, you got what? You got Battlefield, you got Titanfall, and what was the other one? They Battlefront. Got? Battlefront. Those are your three pillars? I'd imagine. I mean, in theory, we should get a net Titanfall next year. I doubt it. I think that studio is working on this Star Wars game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he awkwardly said at the uh, was that the, the game awards. Mm-hmm. He awkwardly stated that they were working on something Star Wars related. It was that thing with uh, Andre and Renee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I remember yeah. they were going and they were kind of like just dropped dropped it like we're doing this thing, but we don't have anything to really announce. Right. She just it's like she wandered out there and found Zim, yeah. Vince Ampella just to get a quote from him. Yeah. We're like two months away from the game awards. I'm pretty psyched. I'm too. Jeff Keeley's already starting to like tease some stuff. He needs to stop and just wait. Uh, this is the Keeleys. He has to build this up. This is his show. He's handing out trophies with a figurine of him with wings and everything. You literally earn a Keeley award. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I saw where he uh, he invited uh, Elon Musk to the show today. You think he's going to go? I don't know. He's looking for sponsor money. I mean, he's Elon's been, been going into uh, these gaming tweets recently, so... Maybe one day we can grasp a Keeley uh, award. I doubt that'll never happen. With our, mm. with the grip of grip of our wrists, palm. Grip. I, don't, I don't like the direction. I'm trying to think about. How we hold this trophy. It's weird when you call it Keeley and then grip it. Don't you want to grasp a Keeley? On sure. Stage why not? Yeah. From, from Jeff himself. Yeah. As I pry from him as he tries to take me down. This is not for you. <laughs> this was meant for Kojima. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, so what were the Soul Calibur numbers? You wanted to bring um, that up. So, I mean, uh, Black Ops 4 was still number one in the UK this week. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about those creative characters I sent you. <laughs> oh, the lizard with the... Oh, God. I showed it somebody at work and somebody's like, somebody just needs to die. That's what That was their response when they saw that. If somebody just needs to die. I was like, man, this is drastic, dude. I mean, there's one with a certain appendage that is uh, fully exposed and thrusting in the air. You can figure it out from that uh, analogy. That's a lizard man. Yeah. And he was able to win the battle with his uh, appendage thrusting in the air. <laughs> that the, the video I saw was at the end of a Kotaku story. Yeah. So if y'all want to see some weird... Soul Calibur Six apparently has a crazy uh, custom character creator. So go to Kotaku and check out the crazy stuff they've made. There's a Sonic the Hedgehog... I saw Marge Simpson. Mm-hmm. Which one was Kirby? A little like Krang from. I thought it was Krang from. I think, I think it was Ninja supposed to be Kirby. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be Kirby. And then there's like a weird looking Pikachu, which I thought was Homer, but I looked at it again. It's like, no, it is Pikachu. Oh, it was an overweight, drunken Pikachu. Oh, that thing was scary. The one on the far end was halfway decent. I can't remember what it was, though. Oh, nothing beats the Lizard Man beating that guy across the stage. So, and knocking him off. Cypher Sorize. Um, oh, God. Okay. Oh, the one on the far right was Marge, which Marge, was like yeah. with the the cone hat. It was close, but yeah, <laughs> they came in. Um, 
I, what is that supposed to be? I think Ooh. it's supposed to be Kirby. Ooh. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what that is. It looks like something from a horror film. <laughs> that looks like. Why does Pikachu look so buff? <laughs> What's below there? I want to know what the rest of the character. He's not looks wearing like. any clothes. That's like too much. Holy shit! Oh god, no! I, 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 I all I can see is like what. The nipples. Why is the nipples there? It's almost as bad as the the Mario nipples thing. <laughs> Sonic nipples. I was the like, darkest well, timeline. Mm, I mean, I don't know. I told my coworkers like, man, you need some furry shit. I was like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not me. <laughs> my friend sent me this. I promise. Check, check out our podcast. I was instantly judged and shunned. And I was like, I had nothing to do with this. At least they didn't see the lizard penis coming. Oh, I showed him that one. That's why he was like, I showed him that one. He's like, somebody needs to die. He just started laughing. He's like, he's like. Oh. oh man, but yeah, it, it came in sixth place. Um, 80 percent of it physically was sold on PS4. Twenty. That's overseas, right? Yeah, in UK. Because they do better tracking. It seems like of uh, retail on stuff. Physical. Okay. Twenty um, percent of it physically was sold on Xbox. Um, Still laughing. Outside of that, they said this was the lowest selling Soul Caliber since five in twenty twelve. But the, they the don't. Lowest? Yeah, they don't count digital, so they're assuming that they sold more digital than physical. That's what the assumption is going based off. Are those numbers going to come out later? I believe, and don't, I mean, if it's a correction, please send it to Russell. I believe they said that starting next year, they were going to include, like the MPD, they're going to include digital in those sales. Right. There's a way to track, and they're going to start including it. It's, it's starting to get to that point in the West where digital is, and that was part of the article, is that digital is starting to surpass uh, physical by a large margin now, mm-hmm. more than 50%. This is truly the darkest timeline mm-hmm. for collectors such as us. I don't know. As long as they keep making our games, I don't. I'm okay. We'll see what happens because I mean, I told you that article Play Asia did where they said I think uh, in, in Asia and Japan it's only seven percent digital. I mean, it's still ninety three percent physical. But and who's to say that stop the console makers to keep a uh, physical drive in Japan and not bring one here? So, what is the reason for that? There is it bandwidth? Is it? I think it's a just retail shops. I think it's just like us. A lot of the people there tend to collect, okay. keep. Uh, by used, so I mean you can't do yeah. that with digital. So and, and you also hear like in Ahikabra and stuff like the their used games are in better condition than we get new stuff mm-hmm. sometimes. Like it's just it's so immaculately taken care of yeah. that it's it's a piece. But I think to you're, its owner. I think you're right. I don't I don't know Japan and I can't speak on Japan. I don't know if they have a bandwidth issue, but I can imagine the rest of Southeast Asia not being there because it's you know yeah. it's not a internet big, cafes and yeah. I mean, they're still, they still haven't gotten there yet, I don't think. So really? That might be part of the reason why. I can't speak for it. I don't know the area. But I know they, they can't afford to place fiber out there like that. Or when they do, it's very expensive. Well, hopefully we'll have some good U.S. Call, or Call of Duty. Soul Calibur numbers. It should be, it should hopefully be, we hear something positive. It should be well. And we're starting to see a lot of that digital versus physical. Because you saw the Re- Resonance of Fate is physical only. And the Star Ocean games, the 4K ones are physical only. And we got Last Remnant. It's, it's, uh, excuse me, digital. And then uh, Last Remnant is digital only. And Crystal Chronicles is what? Digital only. So, yeah, a lot of these Square Enix yeah, games. Yeah. So like um, we're starting to see it's just a lot of this stuff is organic anyways. Because you know that a lot of complaints. Everybody says, you know, there's patches every day. So I mean, what are we actually owning on that disc? So. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah. But then again, we can still update our PSP to the latest firmware. So. This is true. I've been playing a lot of PSP. I'll yeah. touch on that later. Speaking of old games coming to new platforms, Microsoft has announced four. This is from GameSpot. Microsoft has announced four Xbox One mm-hmm. backwards compatible games have been X-enhanced. These are the Valve games I mentioned in the preamble. 
Uh, Portal, Still Alive, Half-Life 2, The Orange Box, Left 4 Dead, and Left 4 Dead 2. We say four games, but that's technically what? Like, nine games? Yeah, because the, the Orange Box, you got Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2, Episode 1, Episode 2, Portal, and Team Fortress 2. Yep. That's five, five. Then you have the, looks like the Portal Still Live port, which I think has some extra stuff in there. Don't quote me on it. And then Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. That's think, a lot of games, and it? it had been a while since they since they did one of these 360 enhanced games. I think Fable was the last one they did. It was like what January or something like that. It's been yeah, we made it our game club game that month because Michael like wanted to play. March, yeah. Also, fuck Fable. I'm not um, missing anything. Yeah. Go ahead and just do your preamble <laughs> about all the games you can say fuck. Um, nah, fuck Fable. Fuck Fable. What was it? Fuck Dragon Warrior One. Mm-hmm. That's on the list. And what was the one? Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically, Dark Souls on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It was garbage. You could get upgraded, updated garbage on the um, PS4 or Xbox One. We don't know yet. Mm-mm, still be garbage. It could, it, shit, it could be 4K garbage. It's still fucking garbage. <laughs> What's funny is that uh, we got. it's been a long time since we got these uh, enhanced updates. It's been a long time since uh, Valve did any fucking games. So there we go. All right, I see a bunch of twos yeah. on here. I don't see any uh, mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead 3s or Half-Life 3s yeah. or Portal yeah. 3. But uh, yeah, that's neither here or there. I mean, I would love to get a Half-Life 3 so we can finish the story. But um, I did. I know I mentioned, I mean, I... I popped it in there and I, I played Half Life Two and I, I probably put like three hours in that. So I'll talk about it later, I guess. You have an X. How did it? How did it look? It looks like a. It looks like a PC game. I mean, there's not a lot of. It's, it looks good, but there's that game does not have a lot of textures. It's definitely showing its age. So because right. I think that was an early 360 PS3 game, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't late in the console cycle. That was pretty much a straight port from. The uh, PC one came out when I was in high school. It was either late 04 or early 05, and was, then it got an original Xbox port. I, that's right, because I think I played the PC when I was in college. That was seems about right. That's when I went through it the first time. Right, because there was a PC friend of mine in class, and he was talking about having to get a new graphics card just mm-hmm. for just for Half Life Two. Yeah, because I think I used the Source Engine. That was what they were selling on that game. And Valve always made reasons to make their games. That's what it always seems like. So that that uh, game engine was their reason for making Half Life Two. So right, supposedly build the hardware around the software. Yeah. Kind of Nintendo style, but as a platform mm. instead of a, a console. All right, so those are great games. Those are all good games. Uh, Michael wants to play some Left 4 Dead with everybody. Yeah, he did mention that. Which one, What is the main difference between the two? Is two just more of the same? We can technically, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure Michael will correct me at some point, is the second one, you can actually download the first maps onto the second one. That's not It's so like bad. a complete experience. I mean, there's a bridging story. There's two different uh, sets of survivors. There's four in one, and there's four in the second one. And um, they kind of bridge the story. So, I mean, there's an overarching story to the whole thing. Um, it's not just like a multiplayer game, but it is a multiplayer game. Because so. they have uh, they have classes kind of like Team Fortress, right? Like you have different yeah. roles with the characters. Like a, there's a tank character, there's a smoker. There's I mean, there's a... Uh, I don't remember the, the tongue one, but I mean, they're, I'm sure I'll be corrected on it. But uh, there, there's... Send your correction. Where's the game? They send a correction. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No uh, podcast. Yeah, no podcast. At, at gmail.com. Uh, attention, Russell. Yes, Russell will read them. Yes. He, Every week he pours through hours mm-hmm. of correction emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Valve Games. What's up next? Medieval. Announcement of an announcement. Famed PS1 series, Medieval Remastered, mm-hmm. which was announced way back at PlayStation Experience, I think. Uh, there's going to be news on that in the next week or two. This is coming from a Jamatsu article. Uh, Sid Schumann posted on the PlayStation blog cast 
that Sean Layden would be stopping by the show and that he would have a medieval medieval update. So what are we thinking this medieval update is going to consist of? Um, I mean, we got the announcement of the game, what, almost a year ago. Yeah. And I would imagine, it, you might be right, I think you mentioned last time, possibly a collection of 1 and 2, that's part of why it's taking so long. So 1 and 2 on PlayStation 1 were uh, 32-bit action, what would you describe those as? Almost like a Spyro or something, but there with were, no flying. They were platform-esque, yeah. Right, but they weren't, and they weren't really action-adventure, it was that... You know, PlayStation had more closed-off environments than, like, uh, 64. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't... It's not like a Zelda action-adventure. It's more of a, a board-based or level-based platformer. It, was an open, it wasn't an open-world collectathon like 64. Right. Really cool storyline. The, the character's supposed to be some great hero, and he was, like, immediately killed in the, in the battle that he supposedly won. So when this great sorcerer was resurrected, it also brought him back, so... I never played Medieval 2. I don't know anything about that one. Me neither. I think I played the first one off of a PlayStation Underground demo disc, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Yeah. I had it on Vita first. Played it on Vita. I got about halfway through it. There was this crazy, like, stained glass monster that came out of this cathedral, and he would send attacks at you, and the shards of glass would break, and it was it was a damn impressive PS1 title. Yeah. Don't know anything about the second one. I think it was more of the same type gameplay. But the PSP one kind of combined elements of those two into one game with a new like behind the back camera view and Resident Evil style yeah it was just a retelling of the first two yeah and I think that one is an unpopular port I've got it I don't have my hands on it yet I do want to try it out before this news breaks and just kind of see based off of the regular medieval versus the PSP one yeah but um, we're kind of thinking once we got Loco Roco Patapon and Parappa the Rappa those were the PSP ports to PS4 People have a sneaking suspicion this medieval remaster is uh, is also the the PSP port, which would make some people unhappy. It is what it is. Like I always say about your wallet, that's what it is, and don't buy it. If you don't want it, don't get it. Yep. Oh, we're also getting uh, Castlevania this week. Yep. Castlevania Requiem is a port of the PSP one. PSP Castlevania X Chronicles, Dracula X Chronicles. Yes, they just didn't use that name. They made sure they threw that Castlevania in there because I think that was a Castlevania was unlockable, right? It wasn't advertised in that Dracula X You got... So, Dracula X Chronicles, the main game, was a updated version of Rondo of Blood. And throughout the course of the game, you could unlock soundtracks for that game. You could also unlock Rondo, the original PC Engine CD Rondo of Blood. Mm-hmm. And you could unlock Symphony of the Night. And Symphony of the Night was a new edit of Symphony of the Night. Yeah, like it was the, redid the whole script and the voice acting and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's changed around. So, that is the version that's coming to Requiem. Some people may not want that one. It's coming to PS4 only, not to Switch. All the Switch beggars. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think they got that PSP emulator working on that console yet. Not yet. Not, not with yet. Sony's backing. <laughs> Sony and Nintendo hand in hand on PSP emulation. Yeah, I've wasted all my collective money on that. But you know, everybody just keep keep pitching on Twitter. You never know; they might get that PSP emulator on there. Keep pushing for it and asking for it. So yeah. I eventually get there. And then they'll put Tomb One and Two on there. Those are underrated games, too. Yep. We will pecan. Moving on, next story, Rockstar. This is the week of Red Dead. Mm-hmm. At retail, everyone got the hell out of the way of this game. Call of Duty moved its schedule. Battlefield's out of the way. And there's a shit ton of uh, indie Switch games. Yeah. Nothing's going against Red Dead. This is the week of Red Dead. The big news behind that is uh, there's going to be two discs, as confirmed. 
Uh, I think Polygon picked up and published the story, but a content creator had posted a picture of both discs. So you'll have, almost like 360 style, you have an install disc and you'll have a play disc. Mm-hmm. So Bringing the 360 back in style. <laughs> we were trying to think of Blu-rays that shipped on two discs. I think Bioshock was one of them. That's, yeah. That's three games. Separate games, I think. Right. right. You made that comment. I can't think of one that was two discs that I was surprised by. There was one I, I could have sworn I sent you a photo like, this thing's on two discs. I didn't think it would be. That sounds familiar. It's I think somebody one. mentioned XCOM did the same thing. XCOM 2. Which one, the OG one or the one with the expansion pack? I would guess the collection one. Yeah. Did Diablo ship on one disc with all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I got those are pretty low. I got seven versions of fucking Diablo three. You gonna get the Switch one? Probably not. We didn't put it in news, but GameStop's getting an exclusive Diablo three Switch bundle. They actually got a good one with some graphics on the back. The the controllers and stuff look pretty cool. If that's your thing, if you're a Diablo fan, I think it's three sixty. So it's the same price as getting a system in the game separate. Mm-hmm. But real cool artwork. Uh, Red Dead was also in the news about crunch, about uh, overtime. And it seems like there was a big... We didn't really cover it last episode. And there was a big hubbub about it. it basically, it was based off an article. Um, Dan Hauser, who's one of the co-founders, had mentioned working 100-hour weeks at the studio. And uh, I'm taking these notes from Kotaku. But while Hauser later clarified that he was talking about a three-week stint involving himself and other lead Red Dead Redemption 2 writers, other current and former employees privately and publicly began sharing their accounts, many of them saying they'd worked well beyond a 40-hour week. So in response to this, basically the the culmination of the story, well, it's not even the culmination of the story because this is going to keep coming up. We're going to keep having these stories about crunch and unpaid overtime and all that. But the temporary fix is that uh, it's a rock star Q&A studio. Yeah, because it, it seems like the other studios have come out and said they haven't. They were given the option, right? But it seems like the Q and A was not, or it was implied that they should put or, in as many hours as they can, or their positions may be in peril, right? So now they've come out. It's Rockstar Lincoln, which is a UK-based group that's been doing a lot of the quality assurance, and uh, it says they're taking an approach to where they're just making it public that. You know, over time is not mandatory. It'll be it'll be there for the people that can take advantage of it. Right, and they said they one of those things. If you do do overtime, it would be noticed, but it's not required. Your job won't be at risk for right. declining eighty hour work weeks, which is good for everybody. Uh, Overworked seems, people are not good working people. That's true. Yeah, I mean it's not quality work. It all matters quality work. So yeah, I have heard though. I mean, I'm not defending. It's paid time. It is what it is. You and I both look forward to overtime when we can get it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've heard from other other sources that worked in Q and A stuff, and they they relished this time because this was hey, I'm I'm making it now. I'm playing yeah. the game. This was the. It's almost like an entry level position in the industry if you're going to go into that side. Yeah. To be able to test and write down notes and look for bugs and things like that and. Hey, you just you play the game as long as you want, as hard as you want. And that's when you would get your money as they're trying to find bugs and stuff. Yeah. So hopefully that uh, working conditions improve for everyone around. I think that was it. I think that's all the news we had. No, the hell, yeah. How long was that? 27 minutes. Whoa, new record. I don't know. Usually, nah, it usually takes about an hour. We've already done it once, so it feels like we're just kind of... It doesn't feel like we're rehashing it, because I feel whoa, like we're taking fresh whoa, spins. Oh, I threw in some fucking Soul Calibur in there. I sprinkled that bitch in there. Like, you did? That was a new shit. Yeah. But you can't use it this weekend. Yeah, but it was announced today. You'll have official numbers next week. Next show. Maybe. 
Moving on to games played. Games played. And you can't have any updates on games played. I didn't write anything down, so... Shit, I haven't either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing this from memory. So, my PSP uh, collecting and playing has continued. That's like my A1 console right now. Take it everywhere with me. I played some more Hot Shots Golf Open Tea. Um, Like tea, the drink? Yes, T-E-A, Open Tea. Yeah. I don't know if it's... Maybe the next course will have green tea. to the Boston Tea Party? Mm-hmm. Earl Grey Tea. That's the prequel. You have to play that one to get all the story. Camelot tea. Open Camelot tea. Yeah. Camelot, something like that. Oolong. There's a oolong tea. Fuck! I don't know any more teas. All right. So I've played some more Hot Shots Golf. Open T E E. And uh, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> I've played three or four more tournaments, and I'm still in the same map. It's still the same course. I'm just playing different tournaments. Like it'll be the front nine. It'll be the back nine. It'll be all eighteen. And I've probably got four or five hours into this game. I don't know if it's just a slow burn like that, but I'm playing the exact same holes over and over and over. They're moving the pin locations, but it's the same courses. Same tee boxes, everything. Same greens. You've been uh, showing a lot of love with the characters, switching them around? Nope. I'm sticking with the same character because when you use the same character, it builds a loyalty thing, Mm -hmm. and you get more experience with them. So I've gotten this one character. I have changed her outfit. I'm playing as a female character. So, like, when you get more experience points, so, like, her arms get super buff from all the hitting on the clubs? Does that change the physical appearance? Um, I think your meter widens a little bit. She's not physically changing. I okay. think your meter gets, like, as you get better with that character, your shots become more pristine. I know uh, her I know her strength and all that is, is Like, accurate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But you know how hot shots is with that timer where you start your swing, you let the meter build up, you confirm it, and then it comes back, and then you confirm it again. I think my margin of error for confirming it that last time to get the shot off, I think it's widening so as, it's, our, as our trust builds. It's not like that fucking Mario Golf shit I played in the NES Online where I'm swinging and it's going all over the fucking place. Is it bad? To play it with me. I haven't played it. It's, it's tough. I, I'm like, man, <laughs> I, once I figured out how to hit again, I had this game on NES, and once I figured out how to hit again, and it, I'm slicing and hooking all over the place, and I'm like, it's always landing anything that's sand or out of bounds. Were you good at it back in the day on I Nintendo? I was fucking amazing at it. <laughs> You've lost it. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is happening? No, it's because games like I Shot Golf is ruining me. 25, 30 years of yeah. golf game development. They're like, this seems easier. I'm like, I'm spamming it now. Over there, I'm trying to spam it. I'm getting fucked. <laughs> we went through a golf game kick right. It was right before our tennis yeah. game kick, wasn't it? Dude, I was so excited when that shit popped up. I was like, yes, fucking Mario Golf. And I was like, man, after 10 minutes, I'm like, fuck this game. Handing hand your ass mm-hmm. to you. Deleted that uh, NES online thing. I was like, fuck this thing. All right, so I'm going to keep going with some hot shots. I hope a new course opens up, though. I'm ready for it, too. I played some more Grand Theft Auto Liberty City stories. Um, since last episode, I have gotten a PSP 3000. Mm. So I already had a 2000. Or initially, years and years ago, I had the 1000. And I can remember the ghosting and how bad that screen looked. I think it's... I th- if you go back a couple of podcasts when I started this PSP kick, I think that's all I remembered was ghosting and these early launch titles that just didn't look good. And that's kind of why I ditched the PSP the whole generation. I still got some games here and there, and that 2000 was my... I bought that when it came out. But uh, this jump from 2000 to 3000, there's no going back. Yeah. This thing is perfect. It's super clean. It plays these games well. I had put in probably five or six hours of, of Grand Theft Auto on, on the 2000 series. Yeah. So I had a good impression of, you know... All right, let's yeah, see you, what this new model's going to look like. You put more hours in Liberty City stores than I did, so... It's good. Man, it's a good-ass It's a prequel, game. right? 
Prequel to three? Um, no, I don't. It's, like, it's one of those weirdly placed ones. Right? Yeah, I don't know where it ties into three. It's the same layout though. Like yeah. I recognize the the hiding place and the the uh, pay and spray and all that stuff. And we never got San Andreas stories, right? There wasn't one. Yeah, we got Vice City stories, yeah. which I looked up the soundtrack for that one, and that one I'm really interested in. And then we got Chinatown, right? That was it. That's the DS the port. DS port, which also came to iOS and Android, I believe. Just like Max Payne. But Liberty City Stories is pretty crazy. I got this I got this wild story. I've been taking missions from different people and not really driving one person's mission. You know how you can get... You'll have like four people that are giving you missions. Yeah, at the same time. Because, I mean, at some point it stops you and you have to continue on somebody else. You mm-hmm. can't just milk one person consistently. Right. So I had been bouncing around and uh, this mission that I'm on or that I just completed took me back to a previous character. Uh, your mom actually gives you some missions at certain points and she was in love with this guy. Like she was comparing you to this. It's an Italian mom. She's comparing you to this not, deli Not owner. the mother of that main character, is it? It's the main, mother of the main character in Liberty City Stories. His mom is giving you missions. She's hollering at you out. You never see her. She's just hollering at you outside windows and stuff. So in one mission, you have to prove that this boy she's comparing you to is not this great... Uh, role model that she thinks you should aspire to be. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's picking up escorts and taking them off in the woods and dressing up in a diaper and chasing them around. And <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. So in the first mission where I met this character, he's a deli shop owner. When I first met him, uh, I had to follow him in the woods and take a picture of him in the uh, diaper running around and stuff and take it back to mom. Uh-huh. So mom still didn't believe me. So uh, this other mission I was on, you have to go pick him up, take him, or he he stops paying his protection money because you took the picture of him. So you have to you have to pick him up and take him to this uh, sausage factory because he does uh, he does the deli stuff the sausage manufacturing, and you end up having to chase him around the warehouse and chop him up and turn him into the the sausage grinder. Ah. And then you have to load his body in the van and take it back to his deli and the assistant deli director whoever it is unloads the sausage and he's like sampling it and stuff. He's like, man, this is some good stuff. And oh, that is it's horror. The it's the worst thing I've ever. That's in my that life. GTA it's, humor. That's crazy. Pretty shit. fucking funny, <laughs> it's but uh, dark. That series is so dark. Oh, that's good portable GTA though. Like I, like I said in an earlier episode, this is uh, jump in a car and turn on Double Clef FM and race around. I'm, and I'm trying to figure out where this is on here. I'm looking it up right now. In the storyline? Yeah. I'm actually fucked in, I fucking typed in Liberty City's timeline. <laughs> uh, Liberty City Stories Darkest Timeline. It is a prequel to the events of Grand Theft Auto Advance in 3. What is Grand Theft Auto Advance? Like a top down PS1 style GTA? I believe so. So right. let me see. I'm sorry. I just got. It just threw me the ads immediately, and then let me read it. We'll finish my. It's set in Liberty City '98. It's a prequel to the events of Grand Theft Auto Advance and Grand Theft Auto Three, and the chronological sequel to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Right, because that takes place in the early '90s. Right. So this is a prequel to Three. I don't know where the advanced one. I guess the advanced one's in between. I don't know. I remember it coming out and selling it, but I don't. I don't remember anything about it specifically. I wasn't a fan of the over-the-top one. I, I don't really like them either. I played it on PS1, and I was like, I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> <laughs> just a, I think it was just the violence and the over-the-top. But GTA 3 was just this cultural... It was the Fortnite of its day. It was that cultural zeitgeist. I remember playing the GTA 3 the first time. It was great. It was nothing what I expected it to be. So, I mean, I had to buy City almost beat. I got to the final boss and never beat the game. Too hard? Frustrating? I kept dying at some point. I was like, fuck this. Not worth it. Soundtrack was killer. It was great. That's why I played it. Yep. All right. The other PSP game I've been playing is Wipeout Pure. Wipeout. Wipeout. 
none of the Wipeout games have really clicked with me in the past, despite me purchasing them and trying them out. I still want to try the VR one. I haven't hooked up the VR. Your VR's back hooked up, right? Um, and now it's de-hooked up. I now it's de-hooked up. Astro Boy. I want to hook it back up to do a Counties Plus. The um, one you were showing me the trailer of? Yeah. Because um, they just came out with that bonus levels for free. For free on all platforms. I'm not sure what it is with this Wipeout Pure, but I don't know if it's the simplicity of the controls, but it's mm-hmm. really clicking with me. And I'm actually competitive. Like I, I just remember accumulating so much ship damage and blowing up mid-race and being like, fuck this game. Which didn't have guns at some point. This one has weapons. Does it? Yeah. yeah. There was like one Mario Kart style weapons. There was one I had guns and I just fucking randomly shoot things. I wonder if it's a 64 one that I played that had that. You said that was your most played wipeout. Yeah. I remember just shooting guns a lot. Like they were always on the on the always on the ship. Yeah, but I don't think he actually. I don't remember doing anything. I don't remember like killing anything with the guns. I just remember just gunning people and like, what the fuck are these do? Okay, this wipeout has little arrows on the ground that speed you up. Like, yeah. Like a speed boost. F zero. Exactly like F zero. Yeah. And then it has items in the shape of X's on the ground. A la Mario Kart? Correct. But they're not boxes. They're flat. But here's a twist. They alternate between red and green. If you cross it and it's red, you don't get the item. If it's green, you get whatever it is. Okay. And then I had to look up. This is the reason the case is out on the table when we were recording Saturday. The the items just pop up as emblems. I guess that's part of like the wipeout aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And I have no clue what I'm getting. I'll just hit it, and all of a sudden it's missiles, or it's a shield, or it's mines. I'm like, what What did these symbols even mean? Because there's about 15 of them, so I, I hadn't memorized what was what. I mean, you didn't play enough of the Wipeout lore. Uh, this is Wipeout Pure. I had to play Wipeout it's, Unpure, it, it and is, Wipeout Raw. It's and fucking the, Pure Wipeout. All the ones yeah. that came out before. All the other ones were like lesser Wipeouts. So this was a launch title. This game was gorgeous as hell. Yeah. It still looks good, especially on that 3000 screen. I'll never play another PSP It's not a 3000. Until you play a 2D and it sucks on it. Then you must go back mm, to the 2000s. I tried Final Fantasy Tactics and it didn't bother me. I didn't see anything. Did you beat Final Fantasy Tactics? No, hell no. I didn't even get to a battle. Why do you hate that game? That I was about to fall asleep. That game is great. I love that game. Ramza. Yeah, I didn't name my guy Ramza. I yeah. could have named him anything. Then the whole lore would have been lost. I beat the me. fuck out of the game. I got Cloud and Tifa on my team. So Wipeout Pure is a, is a lot of fun. I'm doing a lot of the tournaments. Uh, I think I told you Saturday that it was crashing on me. I sprayed it out with a can of compressed air, and I haven't mm-hmm. had any problems since then. I beat that tournament that I was getting stuck on. Another cool thing with Wipeout Pure is that when it came out, every month for like, I think it was three months, they mm-hmm. released uh, track packs. And because the PSP servers are no longer da- uh, available, that stuff's lost. Unless people have backed up. This is, you know, this is the day before DLC became a big thing, and you had to lock it down and all that. People backed up their memory card saves, and it just has the ships and the tracks on it. Yeah. So I just had to find those and extract them to the card in a specific way. You can't extract it to Windows and then drag it to your card. I had to find those files and extract them straight to the PSP card, and then it worked. Yeah. And um, it you gave had, me... You had to treat it like you're downloading it from Sony, basically, right? Yep, yeah. yep, and let the PSP unpackage it. So I had, like, I think it's four or five track packs, and then, like, four or five different ships based off of SOCOM... I, I downloaded them and confirmed they were there. I haven't played them. That's why I'm not real sure of the number. There was a Daxter content pack, a SOCOM pack, and a... One more. Killzone, maybe. Not a Kill Cool Whip? Not a Cool Whip one. Or a Pepsi Man. Twisted Metal? Oh, I want to play the Pepsi Man. I've never played it before. It's good shit. You played it? Mm Mm-hmm. What, like a ROM hack? It is... No, just on the emulator on PC. EPSX. Mm. Go the emulator way? Yeah. It's, uh, It's like a brawler. It's pretty good. So I'm loving some Wipeout Pure. It is a launch title. I'm looking forward to getting Wipeout Pulse and seeing how that one looks improved. 
and then slowly you work your work your way up all the games and get to the VR one. Get to the VR the one. one that came out. And graduate to that one. Mm-hmm. So Never. I'm loving some white belt. Other than that, other than PSP, I played some PUBG with friend of the show Cameron. We played four rounds. We came in third, then fourth, and then seventeenth, and then like twenty eighth. So mm. we got progressively worse. But uh, it clicked. We never got dropped. When we got beat, we got beat and won some bullshit. So it's PUBG. I love it. We need to get back on it. Yeah, I think I fell asleep by the time y'all. I was, I was awake and then. I you was did because I was hitting you up. You had fallen asleep. Yep. That's the dream. That's the life. That's it for me, sir. What have you been playing? Yeah, look. You see that list I got there? Look, 40 minutes. We almost refilled the whole thing again. See the list of all those games I play? Yeah, five I games. None of those games. I only played them on the very bottom. List. I, did, I did not update my list. <laughs> Sorry. Um, let's let's hope I can remember this off the top of my head because I, I seem like to walk away. Like, oh, yeah, I played this. Oh, yeah, I played this. Oh, yeah, I played this. But I think a majority of the game I played was Punchline, the one I brought up from last time. And I'll have to do a quick correction and save Russell the time. And it's not Orange Juice. It's Strange Juice. Strange Juice because I watched the anime too. Yeah. I watched the first episode of the anime. She and just, that shit was hilarious. She just wears orange things and yep. the juice name. So, But, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm going along with the story. Um, I know uh, Michael mentioned that it seemed a lot like Ghost Trick. And it, 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 it is, basically. I mean, it's an interactive anime. It's what it is. I mean, you're, you're experiencing all 12 episodes from the, the anime. I think I'm on episode 12 right now. There's uh, little um, things they bring out. They break out the monotony with um, gathering spirits and creature spirit level, which is something they do in the anime seamlessly and also doing tricks which is uh basically to interact with the story you connect by doing tricks to trick the the residents of the the household into meeting each other or accomplishing goals because he's i watched the first episode of the anime he's is he looking for that book the indian book yeah the nandala gandala yeah yeah so he's looking for that inside the house so he has to play tricks on people to be able to access the rooms yes because it is it's crazy because like it's funny how he he has this one simple goal but it seems like every episode is some bullshit that pushes him to do other things it's life <laughs> isn't that life yeah that, don't that we is. all just have one simple goal yeah. for a bunch of bullshit and the cool thing he, he just doesn't he, it is what it is I mean John Lennon said life is what happens when you're busy making other plans yeah that is true I can confirm Lennon lessons <laughs> I don't know if you can confirm but I can confirm that I can confirm hypothesis <laughs> Lennon confirmed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I enjoy the humor in there. Um, it is a little etchy, but I can get over it. With the panty stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's not like a Senron Kagura where I get into the dressing booth, um, dressing booths. I, I, bought, I downloaded that game for the piece, uh, the Switch, and I never talked about it because it's weird. Because I was like, oh, it's a Senron game. I might enjoy it. And it's basically you, you molesting these girls. And I was like, I sat there for mm. like the first two minutes. I'm like... What is this? Hmm. What am I doing here? And I'm like, I just never played it again. I didn't have any interest after that. So, but typically they're 3D ballers, but they got um, they got some kind of dressing move, like room mode or something like that, where you can do odd stuff like that. So sounds like a Dead or Alive beach volleyball it, fan service type it stuff. Is which is very disappointing because we played that on yours, and I really wanted the volleyball to work well, and. It, I don't know. It just wasn't as good as the Xbox One. I, that's why I don't think I've played it on mine because the other stuff doesn't interest me. Right. And unfortunately, your your account suffered because of that. I'm sorry. It did. It's yeah. forever on my PlayStation yeah. account. But uh, to his credit, we just did that to actually play the volleyball because we did enjoy volleyball in the Xbox days. So. And it's not that good. And it's it's not. We we fell. I, well, I fell for it. Let me excuse that. I actually paid money to import to import so I can play volleyball, and this is not what I got. I 
it was for the other apparently panty service that game is for the other stuff <laughs> you've been I, warned here's your review yep don't don't do it because uh there's a vr mode and i'm like nope i, I have not popped it in my xbox i don't even i don't know because most of the time i play that stuff i'm like what am i doing here yeah that's usually my conversation yeah mm, i don't it's weird but um well we went off on the whole rails but yeah outside of, there's some etchy moments in there but i think most of it's for comedic and it doesn't get too bad it's pretty good so uh i should hopefully beat it tomorrow night question mark how long the games have been so far um typically an episode is about 30 minutes to an hour so i'll probably put about a good 15 hours into it 15 hours mm-hmm. yeah but i mean i wish i could go more of the story but then that would defeat the whole purpose of playing this game because it is a visual novel anyway. what console are you story, playing so. on uh ps4 i did buy the, the veto version as well are they cross-save or anything? They are not. Ah, but two separate games. Two separate trophy lists, too. I'll go back and platinum both. Oh, yeah, that good. Yeah. I mean, there's. I think they said there's four endings. I haven't gotten to the ending yet, so I'm curious on how to get uh, get all four endings. So I'll probably go more details about that. I mean, outside the story, it's just like you, what you've seen in the anime where we brought up there. He's just looking. He's been throwing on his body. He's just trying to get it back. Then he goes in there and he finds out that there's a terrorist group trying to destroy the world. And it's just not an easy task trying to get his body back again. So... Right, because you, you said, I have a suspect as to who stole his body, and you said that's not who it is. And that person popped up in some other capacity, so it's definitely not it. So hmm. I got some theories on there, and that there is, that cat refuses to tell you anything, because the cat knows more than is leading on. So um, The cat is hilarious. <laughs> the the cat, ghost cat. The ghost cat is definitely leading on to more than what he knows, because he typically falls asleep every time you try to get close to what he can't tell you, so... Oh, he just alludes to stuff? Yeah. And he's you, that kind of guide? Yeah, and you, you kind of find out, and without going into details, he's from the future, so. Which he, is weird. It doesn't he, explain how or why or what he has to do with anything, but. He must have um, some other kind of motive. There's something else to that cat. Yeah, there's there's so, there's still a lot of mysteries. I'm at the very end. There's still a lot of mysteries I don't know yet, but I, I really don't know. I, have, I think the main character is called Yutan. I have no idea who has his body. I have no idea. Utah? Yeah, Utah. 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 But, um... I More mean, punchline. Yep. Yeah, I can I mean, go more into it, but... You gonna play some Red Dead before next Saturday? I played a little bit on that PlayStation now, but... I don't know. Red Dead 2. Dose? I'm sorry, I need to clarify. Yes, I will play that, because it's a prequel. Fuck it. I mean, I'm, I'm excited because it's a heist, and I love heist stuff. So you weren't really sold on this game until you saw that there were heists involved? Yes, I, I'm a sucker for heist. Ocean's 8. Ocean's Ant-Man, 11. 11, 12, 13. That's a cheap way of taking stuff out. Uh, the Town with uh, seen the town. Ben Affleck. Great film. It's another heist-type film. We've called something else a good heist film. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. That's up there. I just... Get the thing. Yep. Trick the people, get the thing. Also, one that I forgot to mention the last time we recorded, uh, Mass Effect 2 is also a heist-type Is game. it? Yeah. You That's are, why you like that story so much. You're essentially pulled into one gentleman who's like, all right, I need you to do a job, but I need you to go gather a crew together to get this job done, and you're going around and gathering a crew. It is essentially a heist-type film, which is That's probably why up I, Ocean's Eleven. Probably why I, I like or love Mass Effect 2 so much. That's your favorite. Yeah. It's a great game. I don't think anything can recreate that. It was fun. A listener, send us some of your favorite heist-type games or movies. There's, so a, there's a shit ton of them. So that Cesar may play or watch them. Please don't send heat. Um, heat is one that I always laugh at when I see it. You don't like it? No, that's the funny one. Because remember, they always like uh, they had a plan. For, 
they had an intricate plan to rob this bank. One of the guys got out for whatever reason. I can't remember if he got sick or hurt or something like that. And the other dude brought in. is like, yeah, I vouch for him. He's good. I vouch for him. He's good. And it's like, all right, we don't kill anybody. He's out there killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody vouched for him. So I, I, every time I say that, I'll laugh. Yeah. He's, he yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, he's good. Good. All right, we don't kill anybody. He's in there just murdering people. Left straight, right. straight murder. It's like, we're here for the money. We're not here for murder. Good yeah. Times. Outside of that, I know I alluded a little bit earlier on to uh, the Half-Life uh, updated pack. So uh, I did end up going through it again. Put about three hours into it. And I I remember what's so great about that game. It's good. I like it. I mean, it's one of those first-person shooters that at the beginning very much um, changed up the gameplay. There's a lot of platforming segments, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of speed segments. There's a lot of uh, uh, puzzle solving where you there are... Um, like uh, I forgot what they call them. There's these little um, uh, head crab type monsters on the ceiling that has a huge tongue that slings down. So the whole thing is, if the tongue grabs you, it starts pulling you up and eats your head. So a lot of times you just have to start shooting towards the top to kill it. But there's some segments in there where you'll it'll give you barrels. You can throw down there. It gives you like uh, explosive barrels where you can just throw them down there and, and explode them. And then it kind of changes the gameplay. It, if I remember correctly, there wasn't a lot of first-person shooters at that time that did that. And it, it seems to age pretty well. So, I mean, there's some bullshit movement um, parts in there because there's parts where I'm running through and I'll hit a, like a little nook and cranny and I'll fall right off and mm-hmm. die. But outside of that, it holds up well, surprisingly. The gameplay-wise, graphically, uh, I've, so I've so. seen better, but it's fine. I mean, it's probably the best-looking version of it you can play outside of a souped-up PC, probably. So. Super mod PC. And I take that back. There are mods kind of like fixing up those games so I mean there probably are better ways native to 4k type stuff but this is an easy way to just pop it in there load times are not that bad it's not horrendous as the Xbox version where you're I remember stepping how forward and back yeah. you're constantly loading you oh, saw more of the low oh, screen oh, of the game like on the Dreamcast version of Half-Life Gold oh god so I have Half-Life Gold for Dreamcast mm-hmm. I have an ISO of that and I also have Half-Life for PS2 yeah I think it's worth playing the PS2 one first right there is a overarching story, um, but the second one just kind of sh- the main character just kind of shows up. It doesn't explain what happened to him, but it does mm. correlate to what happened to the first one. It builds lore, right? Though you're in the um, universe, there is definitely lore. Okay, because I think that's how we got on a tangent about Blue Shift. That yep. was the one on the Dreamcast, which I think you can play as the security guard in that one, which he shows up in the second one. And then there was another expansion with two scientists you could play as. I think those that was the co-op one for yeah. PS2. I think the scientists are in, are in this Half-Life 2. I think a lot of that transferred over pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. Good lore. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot on there. There's one single event on there, and they kind of expand upon it, but they never finished the story, though. So I don't think I had any interest to play uh, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 or 2 because they never came out with Episode 3 like they were supposed to in the third one. You just didn't want it to be a cliffhanger. Yeah, and then a lot of people were still pissed about that. You know, you see them on the forums. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every time Bring something us the third on, game. Every time something gets announced, it must be Half-Life 3. <laughs> it's not Half-Life 3 confirmed. Yep. All right, that'll about do it for this week, unless you got something else to add. Going down the list, almost a gong. I think the majority of what I played is that, outside of I did play some Soul Calibur recently. That's what changed. Um, Hot impression, Soul Calibur 6. It's pretty good. I mean, the single player mode is interesting. It has like a announcer just kind of reading over like a like reading a bedtime type story, going over simple fights. Mm-hmm. Nothing too extravagant yet. Um, I didn't get a chance to play with the character creation or do any online battles, so I've just been going through the story mode, just get familiar with it. I do like the reversal moves. It's pretty cool. It does time does slow down, and there's some bullshit with the reversing on you, so <laughs> it slows down even more. <laughs> and I'm saying, what the fuck is happening? But, a reverse on a reverse. Yeah. yeah. So, outside of that, it's pretty good. I think it is one of the better Soul Calibur ones. Um, 
Which one had which one had uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed? I think that's the last one I enjoyed. I don't think it was five. I think it was four. I think that was five. Was that five? Four had Yoda and all. It was Yoda and Darth Vader. Fuck. One was the launch. That was the Soul Calibur for Dreamcast. Two had first link. First one was Soul Edge on Soul Edge, right? Yes. Then Soul Calibur for Dreamcast. I guess I was trying to summarize guest characters. Well, well Soul Calibur 6. It's called Soul Calibur 6, but the beginning of the story is you're creating Soul Edge. Is a prequel? It's something. So Soul Calibur 2 had Link, Heihachi, yep. and Spawn. Yep. Soul Calibur 3 didn't have anything. I think that's when they introduced the character creation mode. That was a PlayStation 2 exclusive. Yes. Because a lot of people no bitched about that. No guest characters. Yeah. A lot of people bitched about that because they were like, well, why'd you know on 3 and just do it on 2? Four had um, Yoda on Xbox and Darth Vader on PlayStation. Yep, and then I think they ended up doing vice versa later on with the DLC, correct? Five had SEO. Mm-hmm. The PSP one had Kratos. That is true. Yep. So now six has uh, create a character. And Geralt. And Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. From the Witcher series. Yep. I haven't gotten to his story yet. It's the very bottom of the page. It's like a, it opens up a menu where you can do different time periods, and it, it, it goes from like 1585 to like 1605 or something like that. And the story jumps around from different characters at different time points at different locations. So, with you having played all those other Soul Calibers, how does this one compare to um, the ones you've liked? I'd probably say this is probably the best one I've played since two. Mm, I praise. Yeah. Two. I know people played the shit out of one and two. I played a lot of two because of Link. I think, and then and then I learned that uh, somebody at my school when I was in college was like, "Yeah, Hachi's actually a great character." I went back and played the PS2 when he was. He's super fast and with his fists. So. They fit pretty well in there. Yeah, well, he doesn't have any weapons. The whole point of that series is weapons, but the fists he's are fast, his weapons. Man. Yeah, he's fast. Well, that takes talent to balance a character in a weapons-based game with just fists. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool. That's a cool addition. Unfortunately, I did not play the Xbox One. I do own it, but I haven't played it. We should break it out. I think it's widescreen, 1080i, and all kinds of shit. Maybe 720p. Yeah, I remember. Well, it was high def, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun to play. Yeah. We could test out that uh, pound HDMI cord. That'd be going to test it out on. Until my PS2 Some one product placement in. there. Yeah. I do want to see that. I'm most intrigued for uh, PS1 games. PS1, with that. yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see down to. PS2 is a give or take, but I wish they would have just done this as a PS1 uh Cable, and then come out with one that did a progressive scan for PS2. But mm-hmm. I, I understand what they're doing. I mean, they're yeah. made that many people on the PS1s, and it, you don't want to do. You want to divide. You don't want to divide. You don't want to overwork yourself and take a loss in profit. So, yep. From what I read, it was on one of the web pages or Twitter feeds or something. Is it wasn't worth leveraging what twelve hundred PS1 games against two hundred something PS2 games that played in, in progressive scan and all yeah. that. Yeah. That was that was what they wanted to decide to go to. But I saw that the PS One games look rather fantastic. On mm-hmm. So I'm like, good I'm color and all that. Because I, I I am looking to pick up a MM3 PlayStation and playing Tales of Fantasia from Etsy. You have an MM3 chip. We just got to slap it in there. I I just need. Well, I was just gonna pay the money and just get somebody who already did the hardware for me. Then there's that. I thought we had another project set up. No, we can do it too. It don't matter to me. You know, first world problems, everybody. First world problems. <laughs> modding, modding our uh, mid-90s 32-bit game systems. Yeah. Lord Jesus. All right, guys. We'll wrap it up. We've been almost an hour. Yep. That's a new record. We were, we were shooting for like 45 minutes. I mean, we fucked up. We were. Yeah. We did even better. This was a better episode. We weren't as sleepy. I was fucking tired the other night. <laughs> it wasn't, no, it was in the morning, dude. 
Mm-mm. That was Saturday evening. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Everything's a blur. It wasn't evening evening, but yeah. we were up late, late Friday. So Saturday was like it was like eleven thirty to one, I think, by the time it crashed. We did rebuild a fucking Mac though, but This is true. Yeah. So an iMac from scratch. We harvested the parts outside mm-hmm. in the garden. Mm-hmm. We watered them, grew it, cut their uh, leaves off, slapped them into the computer. We designed in USA and harvested the parts in China. That's all we know how. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to us. You can catch this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Store, Stitcher, Overcast, and now Spotify. Spotify. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. It's just uh, just search for No Podcast. We're yep. at No Podcast. Send your questions, corrections, anything you want us to read on air to Russell. Uh, that's via nofodcast at gmail.com. So nofodcast at gmail.com. Attention, Russell. Attention, Russell. Russell. He will pour through the thousands of emails we get every week and come up with some good stuff yep. for next week. I mean, he, he he spends a lot of his time on those uh, corrections. So. He does. It's a labor of love for him at this yeah. point. I mean, he, he could write a book. Could be a number one. He's com- I saw him compiling a huge spreadsheet mm-hmm. of Russell's corrections. It, did, it could be Pulitzer Prize or winner. Pulitzer, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to us, and we'll catch you next week. Adios.